Gospel of St. Luke. My reading will be a little extensive this morning because you need it. Some of you hadn't picked up your Bible since last Sunday. So Luke chapter 15, verse number 5. Well, let me start with 3. Jesus spake this parable under the Pharisees, saying, What man of you had a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doeth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? And when he found it, he laid it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he came home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. And I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents. More than over 99 just persons, which need no repentance, and either... What woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doeth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she had found it, she called her friends and neighbors together saying, Come rejoice with me, for I found, I found that peace which I lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there's joy. Somebody shout joy. joy. The joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. And he said, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And the father divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and he wasted his substance with riotous living and, and when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want and went and joined himself to a citizen of the country and and the man sent him into the fields to feed the swine, and he would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible to me. And no man gave unto him. But he came to himself. <laughs> In other words, he wouldn't be in himself, but he, but, but he came to himself and said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare? And I'm perishing with hunger. I will arise and go back to my father. And I'll say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and and I'm no more worthy to even be called your son. Just make me one of the hired servants. 
Life will humble you, won't it? I said, life will humble you, won't it? He rose up and came to his father. But when the father saw him a great way off, he had compassion. And he ran to that old prodigal, fell on his neck, kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no more worthy to be caught. He had it all rehearsed. See, when you get desperate, you'll start rehearsing your prayers. But the father said to his servants, bring, bring, the, bring my best robe to put on him and my ring on his finger and my shoes on his finger and kill the fatted calf. Let's eat and have a party. For my son, who was dead, is alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. And they begin to be merry. I want to draw our text just from a portion, just from a portion of... Verse number nine. The scripture said, she found the peace that she had lost. And my subject, just for a few minutes, is the spirit of recovery. God spoke to me and said, Tell my people. They're going to recover from the emotional, financial, mental, physical losses they've had in their body this year. Father, we thank you for your word. Let your fresh anointing touch these country lips and we'll leave here strong. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Tell three people you're going to recover everything you lost. I don't know what you lost. And you don't have to tell them what you lost. Just tell them you're in the recovery mode. Mm -hmm. Now, all the characters in our context were in a position to receive what they'd lost. The Pharisees were murmuring and complaining about Jesus because he was receiving sinners. And then there was the shepherd that left the 99 looking for one lost sheep. And then there's the woman who was diligently sweeping her house, searching for that one lost coin and... Then we have a loving father who was grieving over the loss of the prodigal son. So they were all in a position to receive what they had lost. And God spoke to me from this context and said, tell my people to get in position to receive what they've lost this year. Mm. But what the enemy will try to do is block your receptor. 
He'll, he'll, he'll try to knock you out of position. I'm talking about the position that God gave you. The enemy loves nothing better than to knock you out. And, and he does it by many ways. But James said that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and need not think he can receive anything from the Lord. So my job this morning is to get your faith in a position to receive. Are you ready to get in the position of receiving? Mm -hmm. you, you, your faith has to be open to receive what God has for you. Now, if, if, if you close the door this morning, mm -hmm, you, you'll never recover the, the lost sheep. If you close the door, you'll never find the lost coin. If you close the door, you'll never find your lost son or daughter. You've got to stay open to receive. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, I'm open right now to receive. Mm -hmm. See, anger will close the door of your receiver. Bitterness, bitterness. I, I had an uncle. He was, he, was, he was an elder in the church uh, along with his brother years ago, the church I was raised up in. But they got in a heated argument in a staff meeting. He left the church, got bleeding ulcers. My grandfather, Burl, he left the church and just became a drunk and died prematurely of a stroke. But Uncle Dud said, Mikey, whatever you do, don't let people get to you. He said, because bitterness will eat you up on the inside and he told me that with his hands shaking like a leaf. Doubt and fear will close. Unbelief will shut down your receptor. Now, I was amazed when I read during the Passover season how Mary Magdalene came to the 11 apostles that, that were hiding out. Mark 16 and 11 said, she, she told the 11 that she had just seen the resurrected Jesus. And Mark said, we didn't believe. After Jesus walking on the water and, and stopping storms and feeding 20,000 people out of a sack lunch, Mark said, we didn't believe. But, but look at Mark 16, 14. Jesus walks right through the door. That was bolted, and he rebuked them. <laughs> Aren't you glad we serve a God that will rebuke you? Uh, I'm thankful we have a pastor that will get up and rebuke you. Mm -hmm. he, he got a backbone uh, like a saw log, and, and, and he don't mind telling you like it T-I-S-T is. Jesus rebuked them for their hardness of heart and unbelief. And, and, and I'm thankful that, that even when the door of our faith is bolted and we're mad and we're all shut down and closed down, aren't you glad Jesus still walks right through the bolted doors of your heart? And will speak. I, I said, if you're happy about it, give him a hand, pray. 
And the first step for recovering what's been lost, you have to get in a position. You've got to stay in a position uh, to receive. Verse number eight, Jesus said there's a woman that had 10 pieces of silver and she lost one coin, but, but she understood the individual value. <sighs> so she started sweeping diligently to find it. And, and, and the reason some Christians quit diligently seeking and sweeping, uh, they've lost their individual value. And their hope for the future. Jesus said, the enemy will come in to steal, kill, and destroy. And God showed me, he's trying to steal your confidence, your identity in God, and make you feel less than what you are. I said, the thief will do that. And in this season... He's trying to seal uh, your your self-esteem and your self-value. God told me all this. Now, I can advise you and coach you and and try to teach you, but but I I can't sweep for you. You're going to have to sweep your own house out. I mean, you can nod and shout amen, but you still have to sweep your own house out Because it'll get cluttered up if you don't sweep it. See, the world right now is in a confused identity crisis. They're confused about the economy. They're confused about their future. They're confused about their gender. It popped up on my phone last week that they've installed urinals in the ladies' room in the L.A. airport. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, don't, I don't want some man walking in the ladies' restroom with my granddaughter in there. I mean, that's just me, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and they're teaching now in public school... They're teaching Gen Z, okay, and in college, that their gender identity, if it doesn't correspond with the sex registered on their birth certificate, they'll show them how to transgender. Now, now my grandma had a, a fifth grade education. She, she didn't she 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 didn't get a diploma, but she had great faith. She dropped out of school in the fifth grade to help raise her seven siblings. But she taught us when I was little, if it flies like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, then it's a duck. I mean, there's some things that just shouldn't confuse you. And the new buzzword in the seeker-friendly churches 
let's let's get in touch with their culture and conform with them so we can reach them. Their culture is confused. Why would I want to conform with somebody that's confused? And right now the whole world is confused. And if the church gets confused, how are we going to help a confused world? So we need to know who we are in God. And, and I'm in about a five-week series on Wednesday night. I know you're too busy to get here, but I'm, I'm teaching on who you are in God. <laughs> and that's going to be vital for you as, as we walk through 2023. Amen? No, shout amen to that. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, they're in a, the world's in an identity crisis. A survey came out the 1st of April that said one out of three teenage girls have thought about suicide in 2023. Mm-hmm. The, the world's lost its way. And, and we've, we've we got to get our brooms out and sweep diligently until we find what's been lost. But, but the second step for recovering What's been lost? You you got to get your broom out and sweep your house diligently until you find your identity in God. The enemy is trying to steal your identity. That's the first thing Nebuchadnezzar did when Daniel and the boys got into Babylon. He, they started changing their names and trying to change their diet and, and try to change their mind. If you're not careful, your environment will start changing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've got to remember, God has made you the head and not the tail. Baby, you've got a sound mind up in here. So don't let the, the tail wag the dog. God has put you above only and not beneath. He, he's blessing you in the city and in the field. Shout, I'm blessed. He blesses me at Papa Do's. Eating gumbo. Everybody shout, I'm blessed wherever I go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God has put a spirit of blessing on us. Be part of verse 8. Now, now the woman, she lights a candle which represents our spiritual perception. Uh, John 8 and 12, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He hadn't changed. He's still the light shining in a dark place. And they that follow me shall not walk in darkness. This woman perceived that she was operating with a deficit. And, and, and the ten coins were more valuable than the nine she had in her pocket because it was a set. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I bought my wife 
a pair of stilettos, you know, those uh, that have the red bottoms on them. I didn't have the money, and I thought about painting a pair. But that was a poverty mentality, but... But, but I called him and Marcus, and, and, and I've got a salesman out there, and I said, Hoff, uh, I need a pair uh, of, of stilettos, and I gave him the size. He said, uh, Mr., I've, I, it, her size is sitting on the showcase right now. I said, well, hold it. I'm on my way. And, and I went flying to Neiman Marcus. And when I get there, and, and, and I'm running late for her birthday party, and guys, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be the last one there to your spouse's party. I could do some marriage teaching right here, but I don't have time. So he says, let me go find the other one. It's in the box. So he goes back, and he's, he's gone, and I'm, I'm watching my watch, and I'm thinking, I'm the lady. You know, we need to get on with this thing. And he comes back and he says, Bishop, I'm, I couldn't find the other one. But I can sell you this one. Smiling. But I wasn't in a joking mood I, I, because I drove all the way out there to get that present, get it gift wrapped, and get to the party. I said, Javier. One stiletto is not going to do me any good. My wife will think I lost my mind. Because it's more valuable in a set. You don't go to H-E-B to buy three eggs. When's the last time you went in and, and said, is there a carton of three eggs in the house? No, they sell them by, they will sell you six or 12 or 18 in a set. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, she, she said, I'm, I'm going to find what's missing in my life. Because I'm, I'm tired of making the best out of a bad situation. I'm, I'm going to sweep this house. Shout, I got to get my broom out. <clears throat> now, now, see, I can't sweep for you. But you got to sweep for yourself. Could you, could you help me, Levi, do a little sweeping right quick? Huh, no? No, he's staying focused on the word. He's okay. He's okay. He was jumping on that trampoline yesterday. And he said, come on in, Papa. I, I said, I'm going to just watch you right where I'm at. But, but see, I can't sweep for you. And, and we're in a confused, dirty world that we're living in. And as you walk through this week, you get dirt all over you. You'll get dirt on a job and bring it home. You'll, you, you, you'll get something in your spirit uh, on the job and bring it home. Or in your, but that's why you got to diligently keep sweeping your house every day. Shout, I'm going to get my broom out. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 when she dropped the corn, the corn didn't start crying. The corn, the corn uh, wasn't telling her uh, where it was hurting. When, and when I thought about the corn and her dropping the corn, I thought about Mephibosheth. You remember him. Uh, 
and, and I've always had a difficulty preaching about Mephibosheth uh, because of the condition he was in, but, but it wasn't his fault. His nurse dropped him. The one thing she was hired to do, she was supposed to take care. And, and nothing will hurt you more when responsible people drop you. And, I, and I'm talking to people. You, you've got issues and trauma in your life. And it's really not your fault because somebody responsible that said, I'll be with you always uh, for better or for worse, whether I'm richer or poor. See, people will drop you and then walk away from you, drop you like a hot potato. Mm-hmm. And now, and now... He's in Lodibar, okay? And, and his ankles are broke when he got dropped. And, and it causes trauma. I, I, I fell off a 12-foot ledge uh, several years ago, and I fell off head first and got 36 stitches right in the top of my head. And, and some... People said, that's why I'm mentally challenged. But I was mentally challenged before I fell. But, but, but I know the trauma. It, it, it's like when I was falling, I, it seemed like it took a lifetime to go nosedive into a rock head first. So, 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 so I know the trauma that, that falling... That falling will cause it. It triggered nightmares. I I dreamed for months that I was falling, and I don't know if you've ever had that dream, but it seemed like I was just falling forever. And after the fall, Mephibosheth fell into Lodibar. He he fell into anxiety. He fell into depression he fell into insomnia and hopelessness and and it wasn't his fault and and anytime your life gets out of control triggers will go off triggers of dread and insomnia and and phobias and Mephibosheth he, he couldn't get out of Lodibar he, he was just surviving. The Hebrew says Lodibar was a desert place where they dumped the garbage from Jerusalem. He was crippled and he couldn't get out. But King David, he heard about Mephibosheth. And they said, now, now he's crippled. He, he, won't be able to, he won't be able to help you because he's, he's got issues. But he was the grandson of, of, of King Saul and the son of Jonathan, whom Jonathan made a covenant with David. They took a knife and slit their hands open and shook hands. And that was stronger than a contract. That, that contract said that if your family's ever in trouble, I'll drop everything and come running. And when David heard about Mephibosheth, he came running. He sent his best chariot to pick up Mephibosheth. And he said, you're going to sit at my 
table regardless of your issues. It, it wasn't your fault that you got crippled. You're going to sit at my table as long as you live, and I'm going to get everything that your daddy had, and I'm going to give it back to you. And what God spoke to me when I was looking at this was he said, tell my people I've sent my best chariot for them. I know they're crippled. I know they're struggling. I know they're in survival mode, but I'm sending my best chariot and I'm going to pick them up and put them at my table where they can eat and stay strong forevermore. Shut up, I'm getting strong right now. And in the third step for recovering from what you've lost, we, we have to ask Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, for his help. Somebody shout, help me, Jesus. Now, now, if... And, and this may not be for everybody. Your pastor will be back next Sunday. But if, if you need the king's help this morning, I'd like for you to stand and give God 30 seconds of rhetorical praise. First thing I said... At a quarter to five this morning, I need your help. And when I get to your house, I'm going to give you a historical praise. Uh, not a historical, a historical praise. Yeah, because I know you're restoring me right now. As you praise him over these next 30 seconds, he's going to start restoring. Uh, he's going to restore the years that the canker worm lost and, and the caterpillar ate up. Give him a 10-second praise. For restoring you and helping you recover what you lost. I, 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 I got I to gotta hurry. Now, now and, and some of you have been praying. I see some of you looking at the clock. It's 11.33 if you're taking medicine. Thomas will get you some water. Where is Thomas? Don't, don't get far from me, Thomas. Thomas is packing, so don't think about shooting me. Somebody asked me the other day, how many people do you think is actually carrying at Christian World? I said, more than you think. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so, so God told me to tell you, the reason he hasn't changed your situation that you've been asking for all this year, he's going to pull you out of that situation. No need to change it. Shout, God's pulling me out. And, he, and when he pulls you out of Lodibar, see, he was living homeless. He was living in a junkyard. 
But when God brought him out, he ended up in the palace. And God said, tell my people, I'm going to give them houses they didn't build and, and fields they didn't plant and vineyards they didn't plant and wells they didn't dig. That's why you need to keep following Jesus, baby. Don't, don't let those temptations pull you out like they did the prodigal son. The grass is not greener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth recovered. He recovered everything when he was just surviving. He, he fell on his ankles. David said King Saul, he fell on the bloody battlefield of Gilboa. And, and, and David said out loud, how? How are, are the mighty fallen? And, and of course, the woman, she, she dropped a coin, and, and she was looking. Every, but Revelations 2, 4, and 5, put that on the screens for me. Jesus said that the church of Ephesus had lost their first love. Hmm. And they needed to remember how, verse 5, how they had fallen. Now, now, we're living in a season where companies are falling. Mm. You won't agree with me, but, you know, Luby's used to be my favorite restaurant. They called your pastor the Luby's baby. Yeah. Everybody knew us by name, didn't they, baby? They started fixing our plate before we even, we, 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 we got a Lou-in planner, okay? But, but because it was cheaper, I, I, I mean, <sighs> companies are failing. But, but, but the Amplified says, in verse number five, the Amplified says, the Amplified Classic says, to remember from what height you have fallen. See, when you fall like Mephibosheth and like I did off, off the wall, uh, you never forget it. You get a sense of falling. Uh -huh. but, but the church of Ephesus had fallen gradually. It was like a, a slow erosion. And they didn't even realize they had fallen and was slipping and sliding backwards. Mm -hmm. When you fall suddenly, a trigger goes off. It's like a wake-up call. And you say, thank you, Jesus. Whew, I don't want to fall back in that mess again. Of course, the devil will give you amnesia to, you know, Israel, Israel leaves Egypt and, and they start craving the leeks and garlic and cucumbers. I, I still can't eat cucumbers. That's all we had. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but, but, uh. 
when you fall gradually and, and start backsliding gradually, you don't even realize it until you've gone further than you ever intended to go. Little by little, your integrity starts falling. Oh, y'all getting quiet on this country preacher now. Then your morality starts falling. Things you said you'd never do. Little by little, you start lowering your standards. And, and little by little, little <laughs> you give you up. So you can hang out with them. And now you're in Lodi Bar just surviving, hopeless, thinking, thinking, I'm crippled now. I can't go back. Everybody know, baby, everybody don't even know your name. See, the devil's a liar in the prince of lies. He'll, he'll keep you out of the house of God because he knows that's the one place you can recover everything that you lost. It's, it's the one place of, of healing. And, and you know, he's, he's stuck. He got stuck in Lodibar, just like some Christians get stuck that, that used to get excited about church. Used to get excited during praise and worship. Used to be excited about a word from God. But now you're on the phone. Trying to get a date. Wondering how long the bishop's going to go today. You've lost the awe. You've lost the wonder. Of it all. And you didn't even realize you was losing it. Until you started drinking again. And, and until you're back in the bars again. And, and then because you've seared your conscience over. Getting drunk don't even bother you anymore. Oh Lord y'all getting quiet now. It's because you've been gradually falling and didn't even know it. Uh, how did the mighty fall from such a high place? And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He was the praise leader in heaven. And he fell like lightning speedily and he hadn't forgot it either that's a sudden fall second thessalonians 2 and 3 paul said in the last days there'd be a great falling away and i've, I've heard the you know the positive preachers that you know they're just uh, constantly positive. Oh, that means the rapture of the church. The church going to fall away to be with the Lord. What? Are you crazy? No, Jesus said in the last days, people's hearts would get cold. And, and see, there's a cold wind that's blowing in the world right now. 
if, if, if you would have saw 10 years ago what's happening in Bible prophecy today, you'd be on fire for God. But it's happened gradually. And, and, and I don't have to bore you to tell you that, that China and Russia and Iran are all getting together and leaving America out. I, I'm sorry. I, see, I don't have time to get in the book of Revelation where the scripture says a red army is going to come marching. A million man army going to come marching right into the Middle East. And, and the man of perdition, oh, help me now, Jesus. Paul said they're going to be a falling away. And the son of perdition will be revealed. And it's happening right now. The spirit of the Antichrist is already working. He's in our schools. He's in our banking system. He's in the... Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's in the White House. The spirit of perdition is already at work. But it's happened gradual. It's happened gradual so it doesn't get our attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See part of verse 8. that The woman sought diligently until she found that coin. She wasn't distracted. She stayed focused. She wasn't on her phone and sweeping at the same time. She wasn't watching TV and sweeping at the same time. She she was focused on finding that one coin that, that she had lost. She, she wasn't trying to solve everybody's problems. She, she wasn't trying to go uh, move her cousin that had been, moved five times and been married six times. Sometimes you just have to tell people, no, I don't have time for your foolishness no more. I, I don't have time to move you from the third story apartment that you in because they're cheaper. Uh-oh. I done lost a whole congregation now. Verse number nine. She found that coin and had to hurry to get to the store because those coins were her purchasing power. And she had a lot of stuff to buy at H-E-B. She had to get brisket, ribs. I got one of my boys smoking ribs for me right now. Only thing that's keeping me from those ribs is you. Well, Bishop, why isn't he in church? He don't go to church. Yeah, and I do. I hang out with sinners. In fact, I'd rather hang out with some sinners than some church folk. That's always trying to quote me a scripture or tell me what's going on in the church. I know what's going on, baby. I wasn't born yesterday. Mm-hmm. She had to get to she had to get to the store. 
and get fixings for a gumbo. She was throwing a party. And she had invited all of her friends and neighbors to the party. And when you know, that's when she lost the coin. But she got diligent. She said, I, I, I got to have this because it's more, it's more valuable in a set. Uh, be part of verse 9. She had, she had invited everybody, but she was in a hurry because she was losing time. See, and, and when, when she recovered everything she lost, she got excited. The, the, nothing gets me more excited than a party. I was at Levi's party last night. Levi was at the jump place. He was jumping and running. I said, Levi, pizza's on the table. He said, not now, Papa. I'm on a roll. He was, he was jumping. Kids were trying to catch him. Nobody could catch him. He was laughing. The, the doctor said he'd never run like other kids. He was outrunning every kid in the house. You can't. You can't believe what the doctor said. Most of you got more confidence in the doctor than you do your God. And you can't believe hardly nothing you see on YouTube. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She said, Whew. I mean, I had to clean the house anyway. For all the friends and neighbors, I didn't want them to see a dirty house. So she found, she found the coin and she's running home because she don't want to be late to the party. Uh-huh. And the band's already playing. They're, they're already rejoicing. And now, now, I want you to praise God in advance right now because God spoke to me and said he was going to bring recovery to everything you've lost, not just this year. But from years gone by, everything you thought you'd never get your hands on again, I want you to go ahead and praise him in advance. I, I want you to dance in advance. I, I want you to give God a praise like he's already put it back in your hand. I can't hear you. This woman was rejoicing. Uh, the, the father, when he saw the prodigal son coming, he said, kill the fatted calf. We got to have some ribs up in here. We're going to have a party. He gets the band out. He gets the, he gets the organ player out. He gets, he gets all the singers out. He wakes the musicians up from being asleep. And they start rejoicing. Let me tell you what's wrong with your kids. All they see is you complaining and fussing and murmuring about everything. They need to see you rejoicing.
I, I know we got visitors here. We, we got one lady back here for the first time. I done forgot your name. Oh, you're first time too? Okay, so I'm going to teach you a song. It's real easy. It goes like this. hard to learn. The Bible said, let everything that has breath. The enemy's trying to steal your breath. He wants to rob God of the praise and the thanks that you know belongs to your God. church. She said God told her to move to San Antonio from World Harvest Church and be a part of Christian world. Well, Bishop, I'm worried about wildfire. I'm worried about no fire. I don't want to help pastor a dead, dry, faithless. to sweep for yourself. I don't have time to come sweep your house. You're going to have to do your own sweeping. And you're going to have to get diligent because we're not going to pastor a Laodicea church.
Now, 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 somebody asked me. They said, who's that crazy man that's always hollering? They said, he can't sing. He sings between the keys. And it looks like he don't have a lick of sense. I said, that's just his personality. I said, he hollers and sings at work. They call him crazy at work. I said, so when you see him running around, help me out, Lionel. When you see him running around, just give him a little space because you don't know where God brought him from. And when there's much forgiveness, ah, we got another runner. When there's much forgiveness, Jesus said, there's going to be much love. I'm going to give you one more chance for 30 more seconds. Go ahead and take me to church one more time, Lord. Hey! David said, God's made me run through troops and leap over water. How long has it been since you went skipping, skipping, Instead of backsliding, why don't you try skipping? You might be shocked what a little bit of praise might do. The shepherd rejoiced when he found that one lost sheep. 
the woman rejoiced when she found that one lost coin. The father rejoiced when he saw the prodigal son restored. And he started a party. And the reason I have pushed you this morning on this cloudy, damp morning. Mm -hmm. It's 11.59 if you're taking medicine. But God said, I want to put the spirit of recovery on my people. And if God has been good to you, and if he's been faithful to you this year, just with, without any music, give God one more hand praise. Just this. You've got 15 seconds. I said, you still got 10 seconds. I said, you still got five seconds to give God your best praise. Uh, what, what do you say? What was that, Stephen? the goodness of God. Now help me everybody. Come on everybody. You've been faithful. Thank you Jesus. I hadn't always been faithful but you've been so so good. Is that your testimony? I'll sing of the goodness. Now, everybody in the balcony, all over the house, online, everybody.
softly. Don't, don't leave there. A after I had my fall, the enemy attacked me. But because the trauma ward at the hospital said you broke five vertebrae and, and you've lost 33% of they, what they call cement in, in your disc and we won't know for months about the brain damage And I went through a season where I didn't want to get out of bed. And I got insomnia and I couldn't sleep. And, and I would play, I'd play the Psalms, starting with Psalm 1, and I'd play it all night on my phone. Kept my wife awake. Y'all need to give her a trophy or something. And she said, what's wrong with you? 
I said, I don't know. I had a fall. It was an accident. I didn't dive off on purpose. You know, because I saw Jackie Chan, you know, when he would jump off buildings, he'd just roll and keep going. I flopped. I mean, there wasn't no... I looked in my baseball cap, and there was half of my scalp and hair. I didn't know you had that much skin on your scalp. Of course, I lost some of it, but... But I went for months... And my little prophet in California, I know I'm hard on California, but somebody needs to be. But she said, I was at my prayer table at four o'clock this morning. And God showed me that you were under demonic attack over that youth center. She said, the devil doesn't want that youth center. Not just because of your passion for young people. He doesn't want to see new buildings going up. He wants to see churches going down like a lot of them have. And she said, you do not have mental illness. See, the devil will lie to you. He'll tell you crazy. You know how I know that? Mm -hmm. But God brought a full recovery. And I'm stronger than I've ever been. Devil, you're in trouble because I'm stronger than I've ever been. And there's a hundred people that that God's bringing into a new beginning to your faith, to your finances, to your emotions, to your mental ability, hundredfold. Be be seated for two minutes. I just need two minutes. Uh, You know, I, I got to looking at this, I started looking at it on Monday, this past Monday. Just, just set it right there, Thomas. It'll be good. And I got to looking at those ten coins. Let's just, let's just call it a dime. God has this obsession with the number ten. And I first saw it with Abraham when he went through the battle of his life, outnumbered terribly, didn't have the re- didn't have the weapons, didn't have nothing. But he recovered everything that was stolen from him. And the first thing he did was he gave a tenth to Melchizedek. And, you know, he's the father of us all in faith. I don't care what heretics say about the tithe. That that don't bother me one bit. If Abraham did it, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to walk by faith. But then I saw Jacob. He was a con man. Some of us can relate to him better. But when he got in trouble, 
He said, I'm going to give you a dime. You know, 10 is really the highest number that you can go to. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then you go back to 10 again. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And then 21, 22, 24, 26, 30. All 30 is is 10 three times. And then, and I, I know it's a small thing, but, but it's got some of you stuck. And it's going to keep you stuck in the spirit of poverty. <clears throat> and even though this dime is a small coin, you know, it's small snowflakes that'll cause an avalanche. They just keep accumulating and accumulating until it'll, it'll cause a full-blown avalanche. That's why the Bible said, don't despise the day of small things. If you're flipping burgers, keep flipping, baby, but give God a dime. That's 10 cents on a dollar. That's all God asked for, along with thanks, of course. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, like, it's like this bowl of gumbo. Y'all pray for me. The spice is right in the teaspoon. If the teaspoon's good, if it's got enough salt, it's got enough garlic, you can taste it in the teaspoon, even though it's small. If the teaspoon's right, then the whole pot of gumbo is going to be right. And and see, and see, when. God told Moses, he said, tell the people at the, at the beginning of harvest in, in the spring, bring me a wave offering. He said, tell them it's a first fruits offering. First fruits was a sign that if it was good, it, it was a small harvest, but if it was good, God said, bring that first one to me. That means the whole rest of the harvest is going to be good. And, and I know a raindrop. You know, I know how you're thinking. How, how can one dime, y'all up in the balcony can't even zero in on this dime. How can one dime change my financial situation? Well, it's like one raindrop. When, when you start accumulate, sit with me, John. I called one of my pastors last night. He just lost his dad. And I know how that feels. And he's grieving. And he don't even know if he wants to keep pastoring. And I said, I don't have time to come sit with you. If I did, I would. I said, but the word of the Lord is you're going to recover emotionally, 
financially, mentally, spiritually. Shout, I'm going to recover it all. But, but, but I know I'm just talking about a small thing. But when you give God 10 cents on the dollar, he'll bless the other 90%. I said he'll bless the whole. Because he will bless. He said, bring your tithing offerings, and I'll pour out a blessing. Now, if he'll bless the ten sins, why can't you believe him for the other ninety? But but what I saw, you don't have to clap. What I saw, you don't have to give. But what I saw as I was studying this Monday. Tuesday, I had to take a break because I had to teach Wednesday. And you need to be here Wednesday night. I got a hold of something on Wednesday night. But then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I had to break for Levi's party, of course. Because you want to keep your family first. Right, Levi? One more high five. No high five? How about a low five? All right, low five will do but I got to looking, I got to looking at that man that had a hundred sheep and they lost one. Then I looked at the lady losing that one coin and, and, then, and then that father losing his son. And then your pastor mentioned the 10 lepers. What, what's up with God with this 10 thing? 10 lepers and one of them came back. They should have all came back, but one, the tenth one came back. And your Bible said he was made whole. When, 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 when you give God 10 cents on the dollar, he'll make you whole in the area of your finances. Because I don't want you struggling. I'm believing God for someone to write a million dollar check. And, and see, I know y'all don't even think that way. But if you never say million, you'll never get million. You've got to get used to talking about, I'm a millionaire. You know, those old songs, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. But they didn't believe it. Wore out shoes and wore out pants. Well, of course, that's in style today. But anyway... But then there's 10 virgins. And, and I said, God, what is up? What's up with, with this 10 thing? And he said, tell my people if they'll give me 10 cents. It's like a, one little raindrop. And, you, and you're thinking, uh, one little raindrop's not going to do anything. When those raindrops start accumulating over, over the weeks and months, you'll have a tidal wave. That's how tsunamis come. It all started with one little dime. I, I, mean, I mean one little raindrop. Do you know those waves will erode those... Oh, hold it. Be careful with that now. 
That's California, so you never know what you're going to see at the pool. So what I want to do, there's a hundred of you that need to sow a hundred dollar seat towards our youth facility. It's coming. I, I heard from the civil engineer and and our contractor and, and said, we'll have, we'll have the number for the steel on Monday evening at five o'clock. We're getting our best deal out of Houston. Okay. But this is going towards our, because I don't need, if I didn't make another dollar, I could live into my hundreds years old without not making another dollar. And I hate to say that. I know it makes some people mad. <laughs> I've still got some of my haters calling me a prosperity preacher. I'm, st- I'm sure not a poverty preacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a hundred of you that, that need to... If, 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 if you need the spirit of recovery, just write on your envelope. Or you can write it on a $100 bill. I don't care. Spirit of recovery. That's what God's doing. He's recovering everything you thought you lost and was hopeless. And you were almost ready to go into survival mode. (laughs) And here God shows up. God shows up and says, I'm going to cause you to recover. David lost his wife. He lost his kids. He lost the whole city of David. The Amalekites hit him when he was vulnerable. And that's when the enemy will hit you, baby. When you're at your most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And your Bible says that he grieved. Oh, thank you, baby. He grieved. And wept until that. You ever cried till there's no more crying? There are more tears? No? Okay. Okay. I have. Grandma used to call it sop supping. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you is in that place right now. That's okay. You're not going to stay there. You're coming because the spirit of recovery. It's loose in this house right there. Oh, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David recovered all and more. See, see, when you recover, you always get more than you lost. But God will test your faith every now and then. Ah, uh, the bishop must need money. Me and Pastor Jay don't need a dollar. Our houses are paid for. Our business. Well, I'm sorry. I just make my haters hate more. Mm-hmm. He recovered, but but when they he he had 600 men, and and I just want to say, I'm on a mission, okay, to, to strengthen our men. I, I, I've had, I have helped more teenage boys sitting around a fire pit than I've helped them in the pulpit. So I'm going I'm to take some down to the ranch here in a few weeks. 
and we're going to hang out, do some fishing, shoot a pig. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm on a mission to, to, to build our young men into champions, into giant killers. David had 600 mighty men. I got some mighty men in this house. <laughs> and, and when some of them leave, I forget their name. My wife asked me the other day, who, who? I said, baby, God gives me amnesia. When they leave, I say, bye-bye. See, you wouldn't want to be it. Mm. But we're going to build mighty men. Mm-hmm. Mighty men that can take a licking and keep on kicking. I'm going to get my spirit <laughs> on these teenage boys. And I'm going to keep them out of the drunk tank. And I'm going to keep them out of the drug house and the dog house and the whore house. I'm, I'm going to teach them how to be real men and have integrity and morality. I'm going to show them how to have sticking power and stability in their life. It's hard to be what you can't see, but I'm going to be right in front of them. I ain't going on vacation. I'm right where I want to be. I'm on vacation right now. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, when I saw that shepherd with the hundred sheep, I, I saw he lost one. And he left the 99. Mm-hmm. But he recovered that one lost sheep. If you need that spirit of recovery, get you a $100 seed. You say, well, Bishop, am I trying to buy my recovery? You can't buy it, baby. And you can't buy me. You don't have enough money corporately to buy me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not after your money. I'm trying to get you money. Because I've learned how to do it. Pastor Parsley taught me my pastor. <laughs> Sends me gifts all the time. I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. When I thought I was going under, I even had a bankruptcy lawyer's card in my pocketbook. <laughs> and I showed, I went to camp meeting. And pastor said, there's a hundred people that need to sow $10,000. And I'm thinking, oh my God. I mean, I was sitting right up on the front row. And the one thing I didn't have was money. But God spoke it to me so strong, the man sitting next to me thought God was talking to him. And he ran up and gave 10000 and I know he didn't have it as raggedy as he was. But God showed me how to come out of Because I had a poverty mentality. That's how I was raised. I couldn't help it. You can't help how you raised. Baby, I was raised on that government cheese. And peanut butter. Every spoon in our house was bent. You'd have to get a hatchet to cut the cheese. powdered milk grandma would get a quart of whole milk and and make a gallon with powdered milk 
<laughs> we put ketchup on our spaghetti. First time I ate, uh, well, I didn't even like it. I was so used to the ketchup. But, but see, your environment will develop your mindset. But God was so faithful. I thought he's trying to kill me, but he was breaking that spirit of poverty. One of the hardest spirits to break. First spirit that came after me when we started Christian World, spirit of poverty. I was on a seven-day fast. You can tell I hadn't been fasting lately. And I got to get to the ribs. My ribs are done. And I said, God, what in the world? I know you called me here to start a little storefront. No money. And God said, I don't want you working a secular job. I want you to learn to have faith in the area of finance. Car broke down. My wife was pregnant with your pastor. And we was walking down I-10. She had her stilettos on walking down the side of the road. I was too proud to put my thumb out. Of course, nowadays, you never know who's going to pick you up anyway. Walked two miles to my travel trailer because <laughs> was broke. Credit cards, maxed out. Everything's maxed out. And I saw that. I said, well, God, what is that? He said, that's spirit of poverty. I'm, I'm going to break it. He said, it's going to take some time. But I'm going to slowly, little by little, I'm going to break that spirit off of you so you can help my people. So, so you won't be intimidated. I'm going to put you through hell so you won't be intimidated. Because you can always tell if, if somebody is talking to you out of experience or just something they read in a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so if that's you, if you need the spirit, and you may not, if, but if you need the spirit of recovery, get you a hundred dollar seed. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Some of you don't even know who's on a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> I didn't know George looked so handsome. Look at that long hair. Mm-hmm. Father, I ask you to bless every seed. That's on. You, you, said, you said your people robbed you of 10% and offerings. But he said, return unto me. Turn back to me. I'll pour out a blessing so much you can't receive it. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. <laughs> I feel like running, but I don't have time. And I'll time everything out in your life when I see you bring your tithe and your offerings. Stand and give God one more praise. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I repent. I told you two minutes and I, and I took three minutes. I'm sorry. Okay. Father, I ask you to bless bless the tithing offering the people that are watching online that couldn't get here that wanted to be here but couldn't get here help them recover everything they lost emotionally financially mentally 
spiritually. Everybody shout in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I'll see you Wednesday night. I'll be right back. I'm in the middle of a series. You need to be here in Jesus' name.